Hello, and welcome to episode 44? 43. Episode 43 of Die Hard on a Podcast. And um, we're doing the great John Woo today. Uh, his new movie, Manhunt, which is on Netflix. Um, it's a travesty that's not in the theaters. Come on. You know, and, and this is weird. <laughs> you know, usually, usually you and I are, are roughly on the same page about a movie, but I really struggled with this movie. Uh, I uh, mm. here's here's my thing, and we'll we'll get into it, right? But here's my big thing: is this What's movie? Up, this movie started out so freaking amazing, with the chicks coming in and just fucking shit up everywhere. Like I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna be a great John Woo movie, and then it's like an hour of a dead hooker in the bed mystery. <laughs> I mean, that's true but you have to get through all of that and then get in another like like the last half of the movie is just pure action yeah and that's true <laughs> that's true it's, like i'm not going to try and take away from that is that once you get through that that you know but like it was so, like I, I mean literally this usually i can get through movies it took me like three different tries <laughs> to watch it and now part of that is because i watched it around other people <laughs> and, and that's that's a problem like you know like where i was like okay i'm gonna watch this movie um because i gotta watch it for the podcast and people are like dude you gotta turn this off i can't even follow this and i'm like well, <laughs> you know, so i mean it is it is like it's not like your basic john where what's just like like a 10 minute action sequence and then like some 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 cop stuff and then like another 20 minute action sequence and then like some you know I mean, yeah. it, was, it was a little slower at the beginning for sure um, yeah. you know, and like, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to take away too much from it because there were some really awesome aspects of it. And yeah. like, it looks amazing. Like even the freaking dead hooker, you know, cop, just like them doing a mystery was amazing looking like the cinematography in it, the lighting in it, um, just the sets, like everything about it looked awesome. Uh, I just, just had a little trouble, like, I mean, and I feel bad cause I don't want to say like, Hey, John Woo, don't do plot, you know, like, <laughs> like I feel bad telling, you know, saying that a film director of, of that stature should like completely ignore <clears throat> the plot entirely and just do the action scenes. But it was just like, oh man, I mean, after like that first beginning, I was like, Oh, this is going to be so cool. Like how they did the bullets in slow motion. That was awesome. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's it's so funny because because then like it's funny though because once the I guess I guess I think the the big set piece is the farmhouse and from there on it's craziness yeah but like from that point on also plot wise it gets fucking crazy like, right, like, right. And that's like, they, 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 they spend like a half hour on like this one single thing yeah like the, the whole mystery thing but then like once they get to the farmhouse and there's like guys on motorcycles and shit it's like all of a sudden it's just like fucking like a fucking like X-Men movie where they like go to like this facility and they're like <laughs> drugging people and making them like monsters. It's like, yeah. what is, what is this movie? Yeah. And it was just like, <laughs> holy shit, this is totally out of left field. You know, where's this fucking movie? It's like, where's this movie been for the last half hour? <laughs> right. Yeah. That was a little, that was, like, I mean, that was tough. And, and again, I, it was awesome. Like once it finally got to the payoff, but it was just, there was, yeah. there was so much like, like I, the one time I was watching it with Paul and he's like, can we turn this? And I'm like, no, wait, no, wait, this guy's going to shoot like a thousand people. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> right. I was like, no, he really is. I promise. You know, <laughs> I know it's hard to be like, just, just be patient, be patient. Cause it's like, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And like, it's a good, it's a good payoff. But like when you like build up a John Woo movie and like, I don't know if like, if you're watching it with uh, Paul and he hasn't seen any John Woo or know anything about him, he might not be expecting yeah, I mean, right, and we built him up so much. Yeah, and that, and I did kind of build it up. You know, I'm like, I'm like, oh, this guy has the record for the most number of people in movies killed, and his old movies in China are amazing. And you know, <clears throat> like I said, it, it's, it, it's not that terrible of a movie. It's just like I was just so like waiting and waiting for mm. that payoff that I'm like, come on. <laughs> I think, I think the one. I mean, I, I grew into the characters too. But the lawyer character, like the guy which was to follow, he's he's just a like he's not that charismatic at first. He's yeah. just like this rich lawyer guy. So it's like, 
I'm not, I don't really give like too much of a shit about him. I just more, more want to get into like what's going on. Yeah. Like he seems like a fine person, but like he's not like a Chaiyun fat. No, he's not somebody who he, he's not somebody who you instantly like get behind. You know, and yeah, especially he, he, when it's I, a little more, it's a little harder to like kind of like yeah get like get into his head because he's like this rich lawyer guy who's working for a drug company who seems shady anyway. Right. Like, so it's like yeah. It's like, so you shouldn't be shocked that he's being framed for a murder. <laughs> like, like right. you should be like, that's the nature of the beast. Like, yeah, well, that's, how, that's have... how my old colleague got. Hey. That's how they got rid of my old my old partner. That's what like, they did to him. <laughs> also, holy shit, it happened to me. Who I, I didn't see that coming, you know. <laughs> and well, and also, like I've already gotten behind the women who shoot everybody up, and it doesn't really tell you until like way later what they're even doing <laughs> you know like yeah it's just like they're yeah, like halfway through kill yeah. everybody and then you're like oh these women are awesome i can't wait to find out what their story is and then it was like well i'm not going to tell you their fucking story for another hour exactly <laughs> <laughs> i mean they're, they're, let's talk about those ladies man they were fucking bad yeah they were awesome they were and there's no around getting around that they were sick i mean she i think i think the one i think the, the names like I watched it twice and I caught their names this time. One of them was Dawn and one of them's named Rain. Nice. Right. <laughs> I think Dawn is the is the real like badass one who right. like gets hit runs into the was it gets knocked off during the the farmhouse shooting, there's also a wedding going on. Right. It happened to be a wedding having. So she then the one lady could have a flashback to her wedding. Yeah. But then the one assassin, they the assassins show up and she gets hit by a she's driving a motorcycle towards them. A car hits her, she flies off of it, lands on a table, slides down back to the table, shooting two guns, yeah, she, gets, yeah. up off, gets up on the table, shoots some more, gets hit by another car, and like, just stands up. I'm like, holy shit, what's happening? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that was a classic John Wood right there. I was like, yes, I want that. <laughs> right, right. And that's that, legit. That definitely was harkening <clears throat> back to John Wood the way they. That he used to be and you know it's again like it's kind of sad i shouldn't pigeonhole the guy you know mm. i mean he's earned the right to do whatever he wants if he wants to do a, a dead hooker in the bed mystery <clears throat> then he should be allowed mm. to do a dead hooker in the bed mystery just if he just put a little bit more gun like i mean because like i feel like i feel like he could have fixed that whole thing for me if he had just done like one you know like if the freaking people who framed him came to stop him like right in the middle of him doing the trying to, to clear his name and, and and they do there is like you know there's a little bit of there's a little bit of him like fighting but not like a big huge gun battle i feel like they, he should have just put a gun battle right in the middle of it and then we'd have been fine yeah yeah he could have been more i guess like either proactive or, or had like a different job or something like i think that would have helped and plus when i was watching it the second time i didn't realize that he gets hit in the head but when he wakes up in the bed with the hooker he yeah. doesn't like he doesn't even uh respond to that until later he right. like realizes that he got knocked in the head I was like wouldn't you wake up and just know that you've been knocked in the yeah. head like why wasn't that like, why is that and why was that like a big mystery like oh i got knocked down like 20 minutes later i'm like that's yeah. That's not the that's like, no mystery. Obviously, you got knocked out. Yeah, and like before, yeah, before you even realized you were in bed with a dead person, <clears> you would probably go, "Holy shit, head hurts really, really bad." That would probably be the first thing that you thought when you woke up from being hit really hard in the head. Yeah. Did you notice? Did you notice it was it was almost like the first half though was like almost like the fugitive. Yeah. Because even the cop and they like went down into like the sewers and everything. It was just like. Is right. this like the fugitive? It's pretty. That's all right. Yeah, a little TLJ there. Uh, would yeah, be, yeah. I did get. I did kind of get that vibe where the, you know, like they, he sort of had respect for him, but it was like I don't care. It's my job, you know. Like in fugitive, where he's like, I don't care if you're innocent or not. You know, he's like, I, I'm innocent. He's like, Well, you may be, but I'm still dragging you in. You know. Yeah. So that whole sequence there was basically like the, the fugitive, right? <laughs> um. I mean, I, I think I, t I told you this before when you were watching. I was like, it's like the best of John Woo, and and for me, it's like, what like, for the action wise, it's like the best of John Woo, like his greatest hits, but in a good way, I think. Yeah. Like for the second half well, and like some of his style, like I miss I miss his style so much. Right. Like, while watching this, I was like, man, like he still is, like even like if, like during the slower parts, he's still like doing stuff, interesting stuff, which I think sure. nobody else is doing. You know, it's weird because. 
I didn't really. It, there, like, I can't cite an, an example. I can't cite an example of why I got that Broken Arrow vibe from it, but I got a real Broken Arrow <laughs> vibe from it. Like, I, I don't know why. You know what I mean? It's not like I can say, oh, well, it's because they had an old farmhouse that they blew up, or, you know, like, I, but the whole time I'm watching it and I'm thinking, you know, like, why does this movie remind me so much of, like, Broken Arrow versus. <laughs> Like, say, Face Off, you know? Like, it didn't remind me that much of Face Off. Of course, Face Off is a whole entity of itself, and I don't think anybody, anything could even be sort of like Face Off. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, I think the jet ski chase was basically like a Face Off, mm-hmm. like, you know, homage. Yeah, no, I like see. The, the jet ski stuff, I was just like, I was like, oh, wait, it's going to be Face Off, but this time he's going to do a bunch of other stuff that he didn't get to do the first time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah, I, I guess I can see that, um, and I, I think we even talked about that on podcast on the podcast before about how, you know, John Woo's so awesome that he actually pulled Face Off off and made a hit movie out of that, whereas like nobody else in the world could take that script and make it that awesome, you know. Yeah, everybody else talks about it. It's like, oh, it's so funny because you know they 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 switch faces and like their bodies aren't the same and blah blah. blah. It's like, yeah, when you say it that way, yeah, it sounds stupid. But when you watch it, you're like, I don't care. This makes yeah. this makes perfect this sense. Is totally logical. <laughs> There's nothing this makes weird sense about this at all. <laughs> and, there, right. and there was a there was definitely a lot of a lot of moments like you said in, in this where it was just kind of like you shouldn't be accepting it, but you still do suspend disbelief <laughs> and think. Oh yeah, this guy totally wouldn't be caught by freaking Hong Kong's. Or no, he wasn't even in Hong Kong. They were in Japan, weren't they? I think so. Uh, and and that was another thing that, that kind of weirded me out was I kept telling Paul like, "Oh, this guy's a real famous Chinese film director." And then I'm like, "But why are they speaking Japanese?" Because it was and, and that was a cool thing too is that there's like eight different languages being spoken throughout that movie. Um, yeah, because 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 the because the, the woman would speak Chinese. Yeah, and he they they would and everybody else would speak Japanese, but everybody else would also speak English at some point too. Right, like and it would just like there was no real rhyme or reason why they would keep switching off, you know, characters. And then I finally did figure out. I thought, well, hey, if this character has a Chinese background, they're going to speak Chinese, or if this person has a Japanese background, and I thought that was kind of cool. You don't see that very often, usually. You know, they stick to one language throughout the movie, but it, like it was just jumping around, and like there's no like cue to it. They just do it. Like I, I was sitting there like, okay, well they're they're speaking Chinese, and then I'm like, wait a minute, I don't know a whole lot of Japanese. I actually know very little Japanese, but I know that they're speaking Japanese now, and it doesn't <laughs> give me any reason why. And then I'm like, oh wait, they're in Japan. That's why. And then I'm like, no, maybe they're maybe they're in Hong Kong. And like I, I, I couldn't figure out where exactly they were because of the languages. No, no, okay. And can can we go? Can we start like like tagging the podcast as uh, not just movie talk? It's it's all come ons. Sure. Because <laughs> the line about like oh the, at the beginning when when she's talking to, about the lawyer and the one assassin's like hey some movie talk is just come ons. It's just a, it's just an excuse to come. I was like I was like is it <laughs> like I was like that's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Well, and you know this and- is. A, and that definitely kind of set it up like the homage and, and all the thing. Because in the very beginning, it's like you said, like he's like, nobody watches old movies anymore. They're too long. And she's like, I do. I do, motherfucker. I like the damn old movies. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, that, is, that actually is a good point. Because, like, yeah, the whole beginning of the movie is, like, they're talking about old movies. And then basically he basically, like, retreads all of his old movies basically throughout right. the throughout the rest of the movie yeah. and he's like hey look remember i used to be i used to be cool you people used to like me yeah yeah people and i still i mean i still do i still do i still like the movie like the, the freeze frames were like still just like oh man nobody does free, freeze frames better than he does no it's and amazing. that's that's for sure and that's one of the things that's great and that that's something that i feel like <clears throat> modern action movies could still do and they do a little bit like i was watching deadpool with paul last night and you do see okay. the, okay. the original deadpool and you know like yeah. you actually see the freaking john woo influence with that with like you know the whole freezing the action and then swinging the camera out around a little bit with the frozen action and then speeding it up again uh yeah and you know so it, you do still see that influence in action movies 
Yeah, that's, I feel like they don't they don't rip him off as much as they should be doing. Yeah, you know I mean? like right. when I think of action movies, it's like they used to always rip off John Woo, but now like they don't, and it's all just like really like shaky cam and close ups, and like you don't understand what's happening. And that's a good thing about John Woo too. When you're watching this movie, there's a lot of shit going on, but you can you know where everybody's at, like yeah. geography wise and, and like it, placement. It, you know exactly what's happening at any given moment, and like you're not lost. Right, like it's like the farmhouse thing. Like I keep going back to the farmhouse because the farmhouse, I think, is like the the best scene in the movie for sure. Yeah, like yeah. That shootout is like is like fantastic. And the, the the samurai sword thing. Oh my god, when he he kicks the samurai sword up in the air, that and the guy catches cool. it. Yeah, that but they're handcuffed pretty... together, so he's so he's got to, so he's got to like take it take the sheath out with his neck, and he's like, oh my god, that was fucking. I love that part. Yeah, that was that was pretty sweet. Um... <clears throat> But like, yeah, man, does that anymore. <laughs> I, I loved. I haven't seen that in a long time, if ever. Where he, when he was with like in like in the beginning, which they're shooting everybody, how they slowed it down, like they slow the bullets down, <laughs> so you could actually see the path of the bullets. But it wasn't like real emphasized on. Like you know, sometimes you'll see like a, a bullet that's like really really slow, and then it hits the guy in the head. Whereas this was like not really, really slow, but it was just slow enough that you could see the, the path of the bullets and them hitting people. Uh, and like you said, you, it, it, it was supposed to be, it should have been busy, but it wasn't like too busy, you know? Yeah, like, yeah it, it almost puts like, 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 like a tracer effect on the bullets so mm-hmm. you can see kind of like where, where they're going. Yeah, and I, I was like, wow, that's a really good effect. I could see that working in a lot of different ways, you know? Yeah, it's kind of cool because yeah, you can see kind of like the path of the bullet, so it's like not quite just like generic shooting. Right. Like you can kind of see where the path of the bullet, which is nice. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that was I thought I, that was awesome. Did you notice the the, the slight hard target motorcycle uh, homage? Yeah. Where she like jumped up on top of it real quick, jumped under the the. I mean, it was really quick, but like he basically did the the hard target thing, but like did it. Like I guess right. better. I mean, I love I love it in Hard Target, but like he did like a little more like easier. Like he she stood up on the bike and just like jumped off onto the truck and then well, kicked and, the lady in the face. And I love it because it didn't really make that like in Hard Target. It made a <clears throat> really big deal out of that shot. You know, like yeah, yeah. wow, holy shit, John Claude Van Damme just jumped over a car. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> but in this one, she just like did it, and it was just like yeah, of course she jumped over a car, like. Have you not been watching her for the last couple hours? You know. Yes. Did you not see her just get hit by two two cars two and cars, still get up? Yeah, like this chick is unstoppable. I love. I love the. Uh, again, like the two guys when they get handcuffed together. Yeah. I love like the the, the bromance that happens in John Woo movies. I love like the the back and forth of right. dudes. And those movies, it's so it's so funny because it's just always just like, ah, oh, we're stuck together. Let's be gentlemen. Oh, yeah. you're gonna be. Gen-. It's just like this this weird back and forth, like, where well, they are like earn like earn each other's respect at the end. It was like <laughs> they have to yeah. work together. Well, and that, that didn't didn't the killer have a scene where they were handcuffed together? <coughs> Maybe I'm thinking of I'm think I'm not thinking of them being handcuffed together. I'm th- I'm thinking of the scene in the killer where the blind girl's there and they're like fighting. But they're like not trying to let the blind blind girl in on the fact that they're fighting. Oh yeah, because they get like the guns, but they're like aiming them around her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're having this weird conversation about like I think like like dinner or something. Right, like, like and, and like through that they're like bonding. Like yes, they're gonna yeah. shoot each other, but they're also like, hey, this guy's kind of a bro, you know? <laughs> exactly. Because then at the end they have to like work together. Then yeah, they become like best friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the, I love that part. That that was fantastic. And and again, like you said, he's kind of going back and ticking off all the boxes. Like you know, and and hey, why not? Why not do this? Where he said, "Okay, look, I got to make another movie. I'm going to take everything from all my old movies that I know worked really well and put them <clears> all in there." You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I just I don't know. I just yeah. If you can get past like the first, the opening sequence is amazing. Like you said. But then you can just get just like, I mean, I don't mind the, the like the twenty minutes or half hour of the murder mystery stuff because there's right. there's some stuff in there as well because that's where the the dove sequence is right a fantastic dove sequence where we're, where like the doves it actually plays a part in like him getting away yeah that was awesome and that was because the dove cool. flies right right in between like was it the fugitive is down on the ground and the cop is pointing a gun at him. 
but there's doves flying everywhere because they hit like a chicken coop. Yeah. <laughs> but one dove flies right in between the gun and the, the like and the fugitive just enough to distract and he gets away that way. Like, right. That's amazing. That that's is amazing. Pretty, that is pretty cool. <laughs> and like I remember you texted me while we were watching it. You were like, best use of doves ever. And I'm like, what? And then I saw it and I was like, that is a pretty cool effect. Because um, usually they're just like flying around them as like symbolic, but like this time they, they actually like played into it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, and I, I want to get back to the way it looks real quick. Mm. I mean, why is it that the Chinese just seem to have a better sense of making stuff look really pretty? I mean, I I don't know. Like I used to, whenever I used to watch like the old Jet Li bootlegs, I was always really taken aback by how well the light, like, I mean, this is just a cheesy kung fu movie, and yet the lighting and scenery is just so, like, vivid compared to a lot of American movies. It's so much, like, brighter, you know? I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, just, I think it's just a different aesthetic. Different it, feel, like, it must, it must be, like you said, like a different aesthetic or, or that they put more emphasis on the actual visual visual look of it because it just seems like most of the Chinese movies I know seem like they're just light years ahead of American movies of the same genre as far as making it just look amazing uh, light wise. Yeah. Like again, it goes, goes back to, <clears throat> excuse me, like the way like things are shot and like the, 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 the norm or like the trends, like making everything like kind of like, er, like ugly and dirty and like, confusing that's kind of what the norm is now in action movies for the most part except for like like a john wick or you know i mean like the raid movies and stuff like that so so i think it's just like aesthetic and like i mean asian movies are always like better at action like they just like i think they because they slow things down and you can see moments and And, and i think that's always the issue they kind of revel in each act of violence whereas in american (laughs) movies they sort of take the the acts of violence for granted like you know in an american movie we'll say bruce willis comes in and shoots up a bunch of generic bad guys right and it's like okay he shoots up a bunch of bad guys but like in an asian movie especially john woo and john and even john woo's american movies they're really good for this but it's like hey that person that just got shot in the head with a bullet is a real person, and it, him getting shot in the head with a bullet is like a really horrific act, or you know, like a really intense act. And even though there's a hundred of these dudes, they like each one of their demises is like serious enough that it warrants, you know, like a slowed down bullet or just a focus on how horrible and violent that that act is, even though there's a hundred of them, you know. <coughs> Yeah, I mean that's a, that's the thing too. Like when you think about the, the farmhouse sequence, is basically the biggest set piece, and there's only maybe a dozen, if that, like quote unquote assassins on motorcycles. Another classic trope of his, right, like yeah. black clad motorcycle yeah. guys. So so you have enough, you you have enough people to overwhelm the three or four, but it's still not enough that you can't like break it down and have each one of them have like a specific moment. Right. Well, like in like 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 there's there's one movie this one movie I was watching I was working on actually called Twelve Strong right with I've seen it uh, you've seen Twelve Strong with yeah. uh, Thor yeah on the horse now see there's there's action sequences they just go riding in and like or like as in like a row and just shoot a bunch of people and you're just like cool okay that's that's something right but like there's nothing unique about any sort of mo- even the bad guy gets like shot like he like falls into a crater and then somebody just kind of rides up to him and goes blam I'm like, yeah. what? like what that's the moment that's yeah. that's it that's what we've been that's what we've been like ra- like watching this thing fucking thing for right <laughs> so something like that is just like you're just like watching it's like okay it's an action movie but there's no i mean and there's technically action in it but there's nothing like you can go this moment was cool this yeah. was cool Right. It's like them riding the horses down should have been fucking cool as shit. But they just rode the horses down, shot a bunch of people like you know randomly, and then that was it. And then you were like, okay, yeah. No, I remember. I thought it was a. I thought Twelve Strong wasn't too terrible. I mean, that wasn't my favorite movie. But you're right. Like it was just sort of like, okay, we're just doing the violence for the sake of it, <clears throat> not like like John Woo who actually and I, I know that this is I guess the wrong way to put it but like kind of glorifies the violence like it glorifies each violent act or like for example in the raid the part where that guy gets thrown off of the building and like hits the side of the um 
like side of the hallway and it like breaks him in half, you know, and you're just like, Oh my God. (laughs) And I mean, it was just like one random bad guy, but you're like, Oh my God, look at the terrible thing that just happened to that dude. You know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I think they don't shy away from the death and like for 12 strong, something like that. It's just like, it's glorifying America, but it's not the, the violence is just like, yeah, it's not even like, it's one of those things where even if it was like so technically done, like it was just like so like Michael Mann style, like where he's like, you don't know what they're saying, but they're like, they know what they're doing. They're kind of like men doing jobs. Right. And you're just watching them do their jobs. That's another thing. Right. But they tried to do like a little of of that and like emotional and they just couldn't. Yeah. They I could, just didn't think they, they, they could pull it off. They couldn't package it all very well. And, but, and it's almost like it's a big complaint about, um, just a society, American society in general, is that like our violence is so even it's we're so desensitized to it that even the movies reflect how desensitized <coughs> to the violence we are. Whereas in Asian movies, they're not quite as, as desensitized to the violence, and they still want it to be like very shocking, like you said, not shying away from the death. That like, hey, this is really a freaking horrible, brutal act, so we're gonna focus on it. Versus like in Twelve Strong, where it's just like, yeah, these guys are dead. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah, America, good job. You know, we yeah, we say it everybody. Well, that's the funny thing with John Woo. I remember with commentary for Hard Boiled, <clears throat> he talked about like how when he was making that movie, he was he was like looking at I'm not sure when it was like what was going on at the time, right? Like in the Asian culture, but he was like, oh, I was just I'd wake up in the morning and read the paper, and I was just so angry when I'd go to the set, right? And that's they, that's reflected in this movie, and like when you look at it, you're like, I guess, I mean, there's a lot of people being shot. Yeah, like you don't see, you don't, you don't feel the anger, but like you, you kind of do, like once you start watching, you're like, well, yeah, because like he's really showing people getting like he's slowing down the violence enough that you can see that this guy's getting shot or right. this and that, and, you so, know, and you can kind of you can kind of tell there's like, there's almost like a rage behind some of the violence going on, even though it's not like just blatantly. Yeah, and, and you know, and I guess um, Hard Boiled is a good example of that because it's a you know it's got so many people being shot in it and yet the you know you said there is like that rage and focus on each one of the people being shot and that's one of the reasons why it's so effective i don't think you would see john Woo would make the same movie today as hard boiled because i don't think you would have at the beginning was it uh chiron fat as as tequila Right. Like shooting that one guy, just shooting that one guy right in the fucking head, like like with no like no qualms. It's yeah, like just blam. He, yeah. he like flips it, like he like, he, he, he spits his toothpick out and then blam and like blood. It was like I don't know if you would see that same John Woo now, right? Yeah. You know well, I mean? and uh, you know, and you got to think it's it's almost thirty years later from Hard Boiled, so yeah. You know, of course he's not going to be that same like angry young man, even though he probably wasn't all that young when he made Hard Boiled. He's probably in his thirties, but still, you know that the a person in his thirties is going to be more intense than somebody who's been around for 30 years and has a bunch of money and his choice yeah. of freaking super hot Asian uh, actresses. <laughs> I mean, John has been busy the entire time in between so-called action movies. He did, he's done a bunch of like period movies. Right. And I'd actually, and stuff I, like that, but I actually would really like to kind of watch some of those just to see how they work out, you know? Mm. You should watch. I watched Red Cliff. Red Cliff's a one because it's like Red Red Cliff has like a theatrical version that was released over here. But then they also released this two part version, which was released in Asia. Right. And it's like it's like five six hours long, I think. Wow. <laughs> and I and I have that. I haven't watched it yet. I've, I've seen a theatrical one, and the theatrical one we I saw in the theater was really impressive. It still has like some great action in it and this and that, but uh, I haven't watched like the the giant six hour version yet. Right, but like the I the mean Barry, the, the Barry Lyndon of John Woods yeah, Barry yeah. Lyndon kind of deal. Yeah, but I mean I remember watching like that in the theater and it was still like three hours long, and that was like God, when was that? Like seven seven eight years ago, and I was still impressed. It's still a great movie. And right, was, and, like, I, and I'm guessing that <clears throat> it looks amazing. It's again with mm. the Asian aesthetic looks amazing on the big screen. <clears throat> Um, yeah, yeah, it was just like it was amazing to be able to see that in the, on a big screen because it was. I think it was out for like a week. Even here, it was only out for like a week here. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, like it's just something that I've always noticed about Asian movies is how well they yeah. do the lighting and look. Like I remember seeing Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon in the theaters with people mm-hmm. who 
weren't familiar with that type of stuff, you know, because that was kind of mainstream compared to like <clears> us <throat> watching fucking bootlegs that we bought from Chinatown, you know. Uh, and like I was watching it with this girl, and she was like, "Oh my god, it looks so cool!" Like all of the falling rose petals and how you know it, it, the water when they're bouncing off the water and just you know, she's like, "I can't believe how amazing this looks," and I'm kind of like. Well, yeah, it's a Chinese movie, so they all look like that, you know. Like, I, like I'm taking it for granted, and she's getting blown away from it. I was like, well, yeah, you know, it's a Chinese kung fu movie. Of course, it looks like that, you know. Yeah, and I, th- I think that that's a, another thing too. It's like, I don't know if it happens in this one, but like with those types of movies, it, they always have like elemental stuff as well, which helps right create the mood. Like, there's like water, or like. Well, it's a and, color or a mood or something that they kind of like draw on right. to give it more, more pa- like more passion. But then if you think of, I mean, go back to, and even even the fucking Deadpool, it doesn't have that. It doesn't what? have like, not that I remember. And I've, I've seen, I've seen, I worked on the second one. I've uh-huh. seen enough of it to realize that that it's, it's the same thing. It's like, well, these are fine action pieces, but like, if there's nothing I can tell you was awesome about for me personally right I, I don't like those movies I don't think they're very good so right I'm, I'm the wrong person to you're, talk you're to about already, about you're already holding, the, holding the grudge against it yeah I don't find Ryan Reynolds that 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 funny so right as, as funny as Ryan Reynolds finds himself funny yeah <laughs> and I know that you have a long long standing grudge against Ryan Reynolds because I don't know if you remember this and this was probably I don't know, six years ago or something. And we were actually hanging out in person for one of the rare things. You, you were back in town and um, you were going <laughs> off. Ryan you, were, you were going off about how bad you hated Ryan Reynolds. And I was oh, like, shit. I don't know, dude, I don't think Ryan Reynolds is so bad. Drive was a great movie. It's one of the best movies I've seen. And you were like, did you just confuse Ryan Gosling with Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Like, I thought we were coming to blows. I'm like, whoa, whoa, slow down. I'm sorry. I got him confused. And you were like, you did not just say Ryan Reynolds was in Drive. Drive was fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that, but that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> I well, still it, stand by that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it was like one of those things that, of course, you know, it was just like maybe a, a five-minute snippet of conversation, but I did. I confused Ryan Gosling with ryan reynolds and you were like no 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 you have two actors one actor is really intense <laughs> and knows what he's doing and the other one is a freaking self-absorbed douchebag <laughs> it's like one is an actor and one is ryan reynolds okay yeah. <laughs> there you go yeah. <laughs> i mean he was i mean he's actually good in this movie called the nines right it's a while it's like and he plays with just a, like a, a writer and i think he, i think he's really good in that but like he really wants to be an action star and he finds himself really clever. And I just, I just don't find him clever or a very right. good action star. <laughs> well, and, and, and he's the exact same guy in every movie pretty much. And now he just, I think he just thinks he's Deadpool now, like in real life. Yeah. I think he just thinks he's like right. legit Deadpool. <laughs> like, you know, and, and like, and honestly, to be fair, I kind of have that same gripe with Ryan Gosling. Although I like the guy that Ryan Gosling is a little better, but Ryan Gosling's basically the same guy in all his movies too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, and, but like, <laughs> but like, at least in at least Ryan Gosling's got like a persona that's that's interesting enough to kind of translate from one movie to another. You know, like that kind of quiet <laughs> intensity uh, versus the like I'm a freaking wisecracking douchebag. <laughs> and like, and like, I'm, I'm sure I'm I, I I I get I'm pretty sure that Ryan Gosling is cut like a motherfucker too. But Ryan Reynolds looks like abnormally huge. Yeah, all the time. So I'm, I'm just like jealous of him constantly. It's just like, oh, I'm clever and I'm like, and I have like a twelve pack. Yeah, and you know, I wrote I wrote half of this movie, and oh, I'm like, man, fuck you. <laughs> like, yeah, I, like, shut fuck. up, you suck. Go fuck yourself. Right. <laughs> you were you were in two guys in a pizza pizza place. I remember that. I remember that TV <laughs> show. Come on. I forgot about that movie. <laughs> I, I, I had forgot that existed entirely. Now that you bring it up. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> From my like, you're, st- you're still you're, you're still that guy to me, Ryan Reynolds. Don't even try it. <laughs> yeah, you're still you're still Green Lantern, buddy. That's that's right. No matter what you do, have you yeah. see, have you seen the, the new Deadpool? No, I haven't. I haven't. We were actually supposed to go see it <clears> last night, um, and then we realized if we went tonight, it would be like five dollars to go in. So. Nice. We we may go in tonight. I, I may not though, because I 
I may just mm. skip it and watch it later, <laughs> you know? I mean, the, the good thing about it is, like, the bad guy, I mean, the, the little kid in it. Right. He's from, he was, he's, he's like this New Zealand kid, and he's really funny. I mean, he's fun. And then, like, I mean, the juggernaut's in it, which is kind of cool. Oh, I didn't know that. that. That's awesome. He's one of my favorite X-Men villains, and I feel like, I don't think he's ever, I can't think of a movie he's ever been in. X-Men 3, he was in that. Okay. I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Right. That, yeah. That which, guy. Which is like, the reference to the, the old meme back, or not even meme, like the viral video of the, where somebody stripped the old X-Men cartoon and put on, you know, everything was, I'm the juggernaut, bitch. That was like, great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't. Re- I, now that you mentioned it, I do realize that they did. Re- they did actually reference that and that. That's funny, but I mean, I mean, it's. I mean, if you like the first one, you'll probably like this one. So. Right. Well, and I mean, I've always. I discourage. I've always liked Deadpool's it. character. Uh, you know. Yeah. I and I was I was trying to explain that to Paul about how most of the best Marvel <laughs> superheroes actually started out as villains. You know, like the Punisher. Yeah for probably 15 years was a Spider-Man and Daredevil villain. But, you know, people mm. just liked him so much that eventually he kind of got his own comic and became a hero. Um, and Like Wolverine's another example. Is Wolverine started out as a Hulk villain, you know? Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer, another another <laughs> villain. That's true. Fantastic Four villain who became a, a good guy. That's right. Deep cut. I got that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that's some, that's some serious freaking deep reference, right? Comic book reference, but you're right. Silver Surfer did start. Um, who's the other one that's a real, well, I mean like Deadpool's the biggest one, you know, he, and I'm like, I even from the commercials, it seems like he's like the leader of the X-Force or he's like, tries to set up the X-Force. And I'm like, wait a minute. Deadpool exists because he was like the first of uh, X, like the, when the X-Force came out, he was the first bad guy, you know? Yeah, he tries to set up X Force. It's it has some moments too. Nice. I mean, it's it's like like the first one. I don't hate the first one. I do like some of it, but I just don't. I didn't fall in love with it as much as like everybody else did. Right. I was just like that's that's fine. I've seen this movie. I just like I've seen this action and done better in other movies or this this type of humor. Done done yeah, better in other movies. You're right. You know. Was it one thing? A, a, a mini rant on Deadpool two two right. They they use always use all this old music and like you know this weird music to kind of like counteract what's going on on screen. Right. They where they have like DMX and like Shoop at the the first one, right? Right. Salt and, salt and pepper. This one they do like I'm gonna, I'm gonna spoil it. They do like Thunderstruck, like right. ACDC Thunderstruck. I was like, there's nothing like and I don't even think it's done like in an ironic way. I think it's done, done like like it's supposed to be a badass moment. I was like. Thunderstruck though, like that's yeah. that's like totally against like the music that should be playing right now. It should be like, right, something like, and they play like, and they do that like later on. But like this one moment, they just like kind of like they just kind of forgot what movie they were making for like a second. Yeah, and, well, you would like, think if they were going to use Thunderstruck, they'd use it in Thor. <laughs> of course, these are two. Do, do, I would. <clears throat> Paul went to great detail to explain to me how, and I like I didn't even realize this, but it, I guess it's true is that Fox owns the rights to the X-Men and all of the X-Men's characters. And then Sony owns the rights to like the Avengers and Spider-Man and all that. So you won't actually ever see them cross over. I was like, I didn't realize that. And he was like, yeah, they, they're, they're completely separate universes in the movies. And I'm like, well, that's bullshit, (laughs) you know, because I've seen Spider-Man fight Deadpool, like in the comic books, they fight all the time, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, that's why they keep making like the X Men movies because of the rights. Yeah, they, they don't want the rights to revert back, so they keep having to make these these crappy X Men movies. Even right. they're like, <laughs> instead of just like, and then it was like one of those things where it's like, and then Sony was separate, and Sony only owned Spider Man. That's why they kept making those other Spider Man movies. Right, and then they finally set up a deal with Marvel. So finally, Spider-Man can be with the Marvel guys, and that's why, like, eventually he was able to come across. Yeah. So. Well, and you know, and I think it's crazy. I read this somewhere that, you know, Disney owns Marvel now, and that mm. the the actual comic books, the actual are are losing money. That they lose money, but that there's such a, a, like you know, like there's so good advertising 
and it's such a good pool to find stories for the movies that they just eat the loss because they look at it as free advertising for the movies because the movies make so much money that they actually run the, the physical print comic books at a loss on purpose. And I, like, I was like, wow, that's crazy, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it makes sense because I'm sure people will call these movies comic book movies and love these comic book movies, but how many of them actually read comic books right. like, or, the, or the comic books that they're based on or anything like that? It's like, right. But they just call them, they're just, it's like a separate genre now of just comic book movies and you don't even read comic books. It doesn't even mean that anymore. <laughs> yeah, like or like with, like, have you seen Infinity War yet? I have not, no. Okay, well, I, I won't spoil it too much for you, although I, I it's, know... It's been, it's, it's, been, it's been pretty much... I've been listening to podcasts about it and stuff. I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I've been You're spoiled, okay, so but... I, I, but the, yeah. uh, and the other thing is, though, is I remember when me and you used to collect comic books, the story's already been spoiled for you because it's Secret Wars 2. Like, you know, I mean, it was a story that, that came out in the comic books when we were, like, maybe 12 or 13 <clears> years old. Um, you know, like I went and watched it with Paul and all them and they're like, oh my God, this end is so shocking. And I'm like, yeah, but, and I'm like, I guess I'm going to keep my mouth shut that I know what happens in the next movie already because I read the comic books when I was 12 years old, you know? Yeah. I think I, I think I was, yeah, I was rereading them and I was just like getting prepared for the movie, but I just haven't seen it yet. But right. I mean, that's cool. I mean, I, yeah, God bless them. <laughs> yeah. Do what you need to do. God bless them, and you know, and I mean, it's also kind of cool. And I'm that you, you know, I'm seeing the really good stories from the comic books from like the '80s and '90s. Um, like the really cherry, they like cherry picked all the really good comic book <clears throat> stories and took them and used them as plots for the movies. You know. Uh, yeah, I hope just eventually they turn Thor into the into the female Thor because right. Jason Aaron. Jason Aaron, who's one of my favorite writers, he's he's been doing female Thor. Well, he's he's been doing Thor for a while, but he took like he took over when female Thor as well. Nice. And she was like it was it was a really good story with her. Yeah. So I hope they do that eventually. Right. Uh, you know, well, and like there's a lot of really good Spider-Man stories that I feel like I could do. You know, like I was really sad whenever um, Spider-Man: Homecoming came out. And, mm. you know, like I, I found out that it was the, the vulture and everything. And there was a, there was actually a Spider-Man and I thought it was called like the mini series of Spider-Man was called homecoming. And it's about how, um, you know, the vulture actually falls in love with Aunt May and then gets cancer and dies. And it's like this really <laughs> awesome story. Uh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it sounds kind of depressing and it is depressing, but it's really yeah. awesome because it's like the redemption, the, the whole story was like the redemption of the, vul, the vulture. And, you know, like Aunt May sees good in him and Spider-Man is like, oh my God, my, you know, my Aunt May is, is fucking the vulture, basically. And then, you know, he kind of comes around and becomes like this human character. And by the time he gets, like, actually dies, you like really sympathize with him and you really understand like why he was such a bad guy the whole time. And I was like, oh, that's going to be really cool when I found out that, you know, not only like Michael Keaton was actually going to play the Vulture, I was like, man, this is going to be awesome. You're going to actually see the the human side of the Vulture. And then it turns out, nope, he's just a douche that stole alien technology. Like, what? <laughs> you know? Oh, um, man, I would have loved to have seen Michael Keaton and Marissa Tomei. Yeah. And dates. Like, and like, Come on. <laughs> well, and, and just him showing a sympathetic side of the Vulture, and you yeah. didn't really get that at all. Like, you hated him really badly. You know, even mm -hmm. though... His motivations, you understood, like, you know, the government yeah. took his job and he's just trying to support his family. But it's like, okay, he's trying to support his family by selling criminals, like, murderous, powerful weapons. It's like, no, no, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and then there's another, there's another Spider-Man comic book. Um, this is going to be a long episode. But anyway, there's another <laughs> Spider-Man. There's another Spider-Man comic book um, where Craven actually buries Spider-Man alive. And it's like four episodes or like there was like four comic books of Spider-Man just like digging himself out of his grave. And then like Craven like kills himself and like it's all really intense. And I was like, man, that would yeah. make such a great movie. But I guess they're just not going to go that direction yet. No, they probably will because the freaking cash cow that is comic book movies has like not even begun to slow down. Yeah. And they have Venom coming out. So they're going to have that in the mix. Yeah. And, and Venom's another good, Venom's another good example of, of a comic book character who started out as a total freaking horrible despicable villain 
and ended up, mm. you know, becoming kind of a hero at the end. Although even Venom at his best is still pretty much a bad guy, you know. <laughs> he still seems like he's out of control. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but like you know, like what's weird is the comic books. I remember in the comic books when they kind of swerved him and made him a hero and gave him like his own comic book, and like it, it was so weird because they just decided they were going to do it. There's like no build up. Like you know, one time he fights Spider Man, and it even alludes to the fact that he rapes Mary Jane. Like I mean, it never comes right out and says that Venom rapes Mary Jane, but it's mm. kind of like um, kind of like in the Killing Joke where. You know, you can read between the lines enough to know that Mary Jane's, like, been raped or something really bad happened to her because she's never quite the same. Like, it was such yeah, a bad yeah, yeah. encounter that she made she made Peter Parker never wear the black Spider-Man suit again. You know, he, she said, yeah. you could never wear that again because it reminds me too much of whatever Venom did to me, you know? Um, now, 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 from Venom, like, there's Spider-Man, there's Venom, and then who's Carnage? Okay, so I never, I, I never, I never followed the Spider-Man too much, so I just know. Right, and I, carnage. I, I still collect Spider-Man. I still get that in the mail. So, okay, so Venom was created because in Secret Wars one, Spider-Man went to this like far-off universe, and he got um, the Black Spider-Man suit, which was like this parasite, and he really loved it because instead of having to change into his suit, now he's got this suit that all he has to do is think that he wants to turn into Spider-Man. And this mm. alien symbiote freaking um, like okay. takes over his takes over his body and makes him into Spider Man. Well, it gives him all these powers, so at first he's cool with it, but then it starts like taking over his mind and making him do evil shit. So he goes on this big long freaking storyline where he has to get the Fantastic Four and they finally fight this suit that he found in an alien world off and they put it in like a jail cell, you know, like, or like in some sort of containment unit. Well, it breaks out and turns Venom. It, like it breaks out and bonds with, uh, with the guy who's Venom and turns into a bad guy. Anyway, they catch, they catch Venom, put him in a, um, they -hmm. put him in a jail cell and his cell buddy is this psycho. And the, when the suit comes to save Venom from the jail cell, it splits itself off and, like basically has a baby which turns it into the like it takes over his uh cellmate and becomes carnage and that i get you and carnage is just like an unrepentant psycho that just wants to kill everybody and like venom's thing is he just hates spider-man everybody else is fine (laughs) except for spider-man and so he like realizes that he's created this psycho and he has to like venom has to stop carnage because Carnage kills innocent people, and Venom wants to protect innocent people. He just wants Spider-Man dead. Every Spider-Man's not innocent. Everybody else is, though. Um, and like, it, it's so weird because you know, one minute Venom's this total unrepentant killer who kills everybody, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Oh, this is wrong. I should protect innocent people." Now he never likes <laughs> Spider-Man, but he all of a sudden wants to protect innocent people out of nowhere, and then they make him a hero, and now he's pretty much a hero. It's it's like they created they created Venom. But everybody liked them so much that they had to create like somebody even worse than him. So then they create Carnage. So right. Like, yeah. See, he's not so bad. There's Carnage. He's right. Worse. And that's that's absolutely how that played <laughs> out. Was they were like, okay, we're gonna make Carnage this just total psycho that wants to kill everybody, so that Venom, who only wants to kill Spider-Man, isn't <clears> so bad. <laughs> if I may, Venom is like the Stone Cold, but then he becomes so likable. But they need to create the carnage, which is Vince McMahon, the yeah. Mr. Business guy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so... They made it to make Stone Cold look like a good guy. That's that's a very good analogy. If I may bring ref- wrestling in at the very right. end of the, the podcast. Yeah, we've gone we've gone fifty minutes now, and we haven't referenced wrestling once, so we should just throw <laughs> that in. Uh, but I, I think we've definitely strayed way off of John Woo. So, um, <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. Maybe the first we, half is John Woo. The second half is comic book. Comic time. book movies. Maybe we ought to do. I don't think we've ever actually done a comic book movie episode, have we? I mean, that's almost by design. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's weird because I do really. I'm, you know, I'm a comic book geek. I've always liked comic books, and I like the comic book movies. But the movie geek in me kind of is like, no, fuck that. You're way better than comic book movies. You know. <laughs> I mean, like it's so it's such a I'm so torn with it, you know. We have to find like a real like like an older one that's not that's nobody always everybody always forgets is a comic book movie. Yeah, and there's like definitely the ones out there. Like, uh, but they didn't quite, but they didn't quite 
they weren't quite hits. Right. I mean, we could do Constantine. Oh, man. The old Keanu Reeves <laughs> movie. I mean, that's based on Hellblazer, which is a DC comic, which is an <clears> awesome <throat> DC comic. Um, yeah. Actually, the I movie's think, questionable, so yeah. The movie, <laughs> so, yeah. Is, the movie is questionable. And then there was a whole there was like a whole Hellblazer like TV series that got canceled because it was also questionable. Like, that's, that's just one of those stories that's never going to translate very well to movies mm. because even even a tv show because the story was so long you know john mm. constantine's his whole story plays out over like 200 some issues and you just can't even you can't condense that into a, an hour and a half you know yeah but we can, we can do constantine and all the blade movies but they're all pretty good and i think i think a lot of people right know about the blade, blade i know blades sure. uh, blades a comic book yeah you could always do uh, tank girl fuck it <laughs> tank girl man it's been forever yeah that's that's an obscure a very obscure one and i mean and tank girl itself was a pretty obscure comic like i don't even think that was a marvel or a dc comic it was an indie yeah know? so is hellboy just, i believe too right hellboy and i guess they're remaking hellboy i just started rewatching hellboy too because it's on netflix now oh i like really? that one a lot hellboy yeah. 2 is really good yeah, and I liked Hellboy One. I liked them both. I thought that guy did it. Yeah. I thought he did a good job of capturing the kind of essence of what Hellboy was. You know, Guillermo del Toro, man. Yeah. Fucking, he knows what he's up. What's mm-hmm. up? I didn't realize that was Guillermo, and you know it's weird because yeah. that the fucking that was basically the Hellboy's body was like basically the shape of water, dude. Yeah, it was Abe. Yeah, it's basically because it's played by the same guy too. So it's like right. Like, that's what I thought. I was like, wait, didn't should you be like helping Hellboy? <laughs> <laughs> basically, oh, well, let's take Hellboy too. It's like it's basically like a precursor to like all of his other movies that he's been doing ever since. Right. Like he just a bunch of like weird monsters running around. Right. Okay. Well, like let's do let's do Constantine, Hellboy two, and I don't Tank know. Girl. Tank Girl. Uh, the Tank Girl's yeah. actually. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure we can find it on Amazon. I was like, that's not going to be one that I can just like, hey, we'll watch on Netflix. But it's got to be out there somewhere, you know? I, yeah, I think it's. I think it's around. I think it might be. In, yeah, it should be around. If not, we'll not watch it. Right. <laughs> we won't we'll, watch it. We'll figure it out. But uh, anyway, yeah. Thanks for watching or listening. Um, we're coming up on an hour, which is kind of crazy. Oh shit! Yeah, I, I know, if you're right? still listening, yeah, if you're, if you're still listening, thanks. Um, leave us subscriptions, <laughs> comments, and all that stuff, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.